0: Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate, Kiwi, and BP. Hello. (laughs) Nailed it.
1: (laughs) The (laughs) dogs are going nuts. They're like boats still trying to jump on me. Hello. Hi.
0: Today we're going to be playing Steampunk Rally, designed by Oren Bishop, art by husband and wife team. Also known as Mr. Cuttington, Uh, Lena Cassette and David Frost of Brass Birmingham, Santorini, Charterstone, and many more. And it is published in 2015 by Roxley. The description is, it is the turn of the 20th century, a renaissance of steam, steel, and the mysterious power of electricity. The mad genius Nikola Tesla has summoned the world's greatest minds to challenge them in a no-holds-barred race through the Swiss Alps. On this neutral ground, competitors will construct will construct, push to the breaking point, and jury rig fantastical contraptions of their own design to crown once and for all the greatest inventor of all time. Race for the century, cry out newspapers for around the world. Controversy over the results of the Swiss rally sparked public interest and details surrounding the inventor's rivalries. This leads to the construction of the hover dome an enormous floating stadium built with strange and futuristic technology by a mysterious private benefactor from Earhart Industries. There, the inventors can once again test their metal. Uh the, I mechan- the description. Yeah, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. tried to do all the name dropping. Mm-hmm. The mechanics are closed drafting, dice rolling, mm-hmm. modular board, race, resource to move, Simultaneous action selection, track movement, variable player powers, worker placement with dice workers, and the box art. Kate.
2: Hmm.
1: All right. So it's cartoony. Um, we have a an inventor, um, close up on the left, and then a few others in the um, in the background there uh, on some contraptions that they've they've built um
0: how would you describe i would say an airship spider a propeller train and maybe like a
3: electric motorcycle
1: yeah it's a little too close up to
0: yeah
3: it's kind of like a wacky races vibe
2: Mm, i mean the one dude does remind me of inspector gadget
3: i was gonna go well that's clearly nikola tesla Mm
2: -hmm. yeah
3: Mm. and amelia earhart is probably no, 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 yeah. or it could be uh Mary Curry. Mm.
1: Is she on fire? Is that her contraption on fire or the one in the far
0: back? That's There's fire? a fire it just, between them. Mm. I mean, yeah, it could of just lines. be an There's explosion. A out there. All right. Uh based on this, would you pull it off a shelf? Um
1: sure. Yeah. This sounds uh different. I don't think I've played anything like this before. Um I I don't think I've played a race game, actually. So, yeah. yeah I'd be It's interested like to give Camel a try.
2: Up.
3: <laughs> I mean, Camel Up. I mean, we've played a lot of race games that we've enjoyed. Uh-huh. I think we mm. we liked Cubitos. Like we the liked the Camel Up. Uh there's some other race games that you guys weren't super keen on but didn't dis- dislike. Mm, yeah. uh, Formula D. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't like... The uh,
2: bicycle one.
3: Well, the bicycle one. And what was that other betting one that we didn't? uh the they other yeah, like formula one type game from uh downforce. Yeah it's mm-hmm. like, they all sound
2: oh yeah. yeah
3: yeah I think I would
2: uh you had me at rally
3: yeah well I don't think it's gonna be a rally like you think of a rally. Oh but sure but could be. Uh but I like the idea of the theme. Uh the 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 box art does remind me of Camel Up in that kind of like cartoony mm-hmm. style. Mm-hmm. I, I I would pick it up
0: like I said, we're pretty 50-50 on races. Um this I like the steampunkiness, the description is a little bit too trying to be very steampunky. Um but uh yeah, I mean the art's cool. Probably probably just the art would get me.
3: All right, now you guys can guess how to play.
2: Well, okay. Closed drafting? Yeah, that
3: that? just means that there's a a set drafting style. So think of Sushi Go, where you have a hand, you pick a card, Mm -hmm. and then you pass the hand. Mm -hmm. uh, As opposed to drafting, where everybody can kind of see the cards.
2: Right. So we're going to race. we got a modular board. But does modular mean that it's just put together in advance, or we put it together while trying to race? Could be either. Uh,
3: I think it could be either, yeah. Okay.
2: So... Whatever we're building, our thing that we're building uh, has enough resources okay, placements. Are we-, we
0: building it or are we racing it? Both? Both. Okay.
2: Competitors will construct, yeah. push to the breaking point, and jury, jury rig. rig. Ooh, we get to pride people.
3: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think the origins of the words "jury rig," but I think the connotations are not necessarily bribing like oh i'm totally bribing
2: the judges with our inventions.
3: yeah a, a lot of duct tape and mm-hmm. 550, mm-hmm. Like 550
0: cord uh what are okay. our workers and what are we placing them on
1: mm, duct tape
0: <laughs> okay uh-huh. Uh-huh. so we uh-huh. have like
2: <laughs> so you either have mechanics or engineers or duct the tape. driver uh-huh.
0: <laughs> uh, i like the idea of like we just have parts like you have a duct tape you have your five hundred cord.
3: Mm-hmm. at yeah, five, 550 cord yeah
0: well this is earlier century so 500 was as high as they got um and then like those are your workers and you have to place them on parts of your your car to fix it mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i kind of like that concept
2: <laughs> well we do have a hover drone so i mean there yeah, is some future my first
0: question what what the hell's a hover drone
2: well it obviously hovers in the air like how high and it's a dome I don't know, off the ground
3: yeah, as high as as high as well, depending on the it's
2: an enormous floating stadium.
3: Yeah. Depending on the, the method of lift, the density of air could change and there would be actual limits to how high it could go, depending mm. on the method of lift.
2: So it would still be within our atmosphere.
3: It, well, it's definitely atmosphere. When do you go
0: from a hover drum to a flying drum.
3: Well, I, I think uh, it, it one would be, moves.
2: does a hover drum move. <laughs> well, I
3: think a hover drone could move.
2: Well, then what makes it different from a flying? This is a very good question.
3: My argument would be that a flying drone has some sort of method of forward propulsion.
2: Right. Yeah. Whereas That's a what I was
3: hover, hover drone, the idea would be it probably remains in place or something else moves it. Does it have an anchor? Like a
2: hover. It's like a helicopter.
3: I, I think it would have to have an anchor or the winds would shift it. Mm. Unless it has some sort of gyroscope GPS stabilization, which I think the assumption can be there is no GPS stabilization.
0: Well, you'd have to spend extra duct tape for that.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, History of duct tape hover drums.
2: Right? I went with Rally because, like I said, I was sold...
3: When I told you the title, I knew this was exactly what you were going to (laughs) do.
2: I was wondering if you would guess. Um, Well, not obviously. But if you know me, you know I love uh, car racing, cars in general. And I've always wanted to actually be the navigator in a rally car. Um, And so this was just so fantastic to get to dive into the history of rally car racing, which, uh, interestingly enough, is as old as the vehicle. I know, not shocked. Um, one of the earliest uh, terms for or usage of rally in continuous use uh, would be at around 1920s, but um, night, January 1911 would become the very first Monte Carlo. Rally. uh, And the Monte Carlo rally is still uh, very much a part of the circuit for uh, the WRC World Rally Championship. And so, um, at least again, turn of the 20th century, except that cars were doing these fantastical, I mean, what we would call like off road, although. At that time, that really was the road uh, type of races. Again, as soon as cars were really starting to become a thing. And so one of the very first uh, great races was the Paris Bordeaux Paris race of 1895. Um, So. Again, in like the late 19th century, as soon as automobile type things are being put together, you have these fantastical races, mostly in Europe, uh, point to point. Um, It's really funny kind of researching this and looking at it because at that time, cars could not go much faster than 15 miles an hour. But they were also running on almost what we would view as uh, bicycle tires. So um, definitely still very risky business. I think in one of the very first ones, there was at least like eight deaths in one of the earlier races. And so they soon took them off of um, routes that were open to the public and turned them into closed, uh, closed circuits. And so um, really start, I mean, really picks up and becomes very popular in the early 20th century, takes a pause uh, for World War One. picks up again uh, in the interwar years uh, when... Uh, people start, again, trying to to vie for cars, become more popular as well, uh, more refined. You start to have companies like MG and Triumph enter into these races. Uh, and you have Britain's uh, rally sites. And in fact, there is a uh, in 1932, one of the inaugural Rally des Alpes Françaises, uh, which now is just referred to again, it's still part of the circuits called Coup des Alpes. Um, so those uh, were definitely incorporated in the 1930s. Obviously, pauses again for World War II, and then you have all kinds of expansion during the post-World War II years. Um, and you have some of the big World Rally Championship. Uh, you have the FIA, which what does the FIA stand for? Uh,
3: the Federation of Automobile. Internationale yeah. or something.
2: Um, they, they would create an actual World Rally Championship for manufacturers. Uh, the actual uh, branding of the WRC or World Rally Championship would be 1973. So just a little older than I am. Uh, and you'd have the expansion uh, throughout Europe of many of those races. Uh, during the 50s and 60s, it was mostly still a European affair. However uh in the forties, you would have some South American countries uh beginning to participate as well so Buenos Aires to lima and back uh in nineteen forty um there would also be a uh Bu- buenos Aires to uh, Caracas. i don't know if I pronounce that the capital of venezuela properly uh forty seven and forty eight um <laughs> Uh, So there's still uh, many of those. Some of the big uh, Mexico World Rally Cup is um, super popular. There's like a thousand mile uh, Baja um, expedition and uh, again, has been just brought around uh, the world uh, with all kinds of car developments and drivers and rally courses Uh, and I am very excited to one day be able to race my first LA race. Oh, okay. It'd be fun. Sure. There you go. Okay. Inventing new cars, new techniques. Oh, by the way, now you probably want some of the more updated speeds. I don't know. Some of the more modern ones do, but by the 1950s, they were going, um, Closer to 65 and 75 miles an hour. I won't look up some of the modern speeds, but I'm sure they're
3: I watched a fun documentary about the two-second pit stop and it went through the history of the pit pit stops stops. in Formula One where they would go from like twenty-five, thirty minutes down to you know sub two seconds. That is so cool. All right. Okay, so here we go. The rules. The moment you've all been waiting for. Uh, We are inventors (laughs) taking part in this race. The race itself occurs over a series of rounds and the game end is triggered when the first inventor has crossed the finish line. But the real winner is the inventor who goes the furthest past the finish line uh, with the most parts still remaining on their inventions. So each round is made up of four phases, the draft phase. So each player is gonna get one card from each of the machine part decks and the boost deck. Uh, Machine parts can be added to your invention while boost cards are played to receive their effects. Players will select a card, place it face down in front of them. And then once all players have chosen, they will reveal. And then each player makes one of these decisions. They can either construct and immediately attach the part to their invention. Uh, so the rules are that the parts must trace a line back to the inventor cockpit via valve connections, uh, which look like uh, kind of the tourney wheels that you would see on like valve pipes oh, to okay. like open and close the pipes uh, and you'll see there'll be a half valve icon so you just basically match it up and that you can rearrange the parts on your invention at any time uh, and anytime you can discard parts from your invention so uh, if you do that that any dice that are still on them are also discarded and you don't gain any dice or cogs when discarding uh off your uh, invention, and then they also go out of the game completely. Uh, and then the parts must be placed so that their name is always in the upper left. Uh, you can also use them to generate power, so you can discard the part instead of adding it to your invention, and you can gain the dice shown at the top right of the card. You can gain cogs, uh, which... Uh, in the top right of the card, you'll also see Cogs shown, so that's how you can get Cogs. And then the last thing you can do is you can stash a boost card. So if you select the boost card to keep, uh, you're going to place it face down underneath your damage gauge. So these cards can be played. Uh, boost cards can be played at any time during any phase unless the card uh, says otherwise. And basically, you just resolve their effects immediately and then discard it. And then we're going to pass the remaining cards to the player sitting in the direction indicated by the play direction token. And we're gonna repeat that until all the cards have been chosen. So we'll basically do it four times. The next phase is vent. So we can spend any number of cogs to reduce the pip values of dice that are currently occupied dice slots in our invention. So one cog equals two pips, and that could be two pips from the same die or uh, one pip from two different dice. And then you remove the die anytime you reduce the value to below one. Uh, And then some boost cards can only be played during the vent phase. Next, we're going to race. So each player rolls all the dice in their dice pool and in their storage die slot. Uh, At any time, a cog can be discarded to reroll a die or to increase its value by one, and obviously you can't go above six. Uh, These dice are then used to activate machine parts on your invention to gain race effects. So choose the part you want to activate. Parts can only be activated one at a time in any order and can be activated multiple times in a single race. It can only be activated if you are able to place dice on it that would actually cause at least one activation. So you're then going to place dice from your dice pool on an open die slot on the part. Uh, They must match the type. So here, blue dice are equivalent to steam, red is heat, and yellow is electricity. There's Uh, no duct tape. Nope, no duct tape. Mm. The value of the pips placed during that uh, activation are added together. Um, and dice placed during previous activations don't count. So divide the activation power by the value shown on the card, and you're gonna round down, and this is the number of times that you perform the race effect. And if the card has a star, no matter what value you put on it, it will always activate once. Um, Immediately resolve the race effects generated. This is not optional, and you must resolve all effects that are generated. And then finally, uh, the inventor cockpits and some machine parts may contain a light bulb icon and are not activated by dice. Instead, each player will have a light bulb token that is either off or on. And if it's on, they can activate all machine parts which have the light bulb icon. They are resolved in any order, but each part must be resolved before moving to the next. And then finally, we go to the damage phase. So some effects may generate damage. Um, So if you are... Uh, As you move along the track, there's also terrain. And as you go through that terrain, you will take damage as well. So if your damage gauge, once we hit the damage stage, if your damage gauge is zero or above, you do nothing. If your damage gauge is lower than zero, select and discard a number of machine parts uh, by the value currently displayed on your gauge and then reset it to zero. So if your damage gauge is minus two, you have to remove two parts from your invention. Uh, And you must still follow the rules of attaching parts to your machine. Uh, If you are ever forced to discard your cockpit, your invention violently explodes. Put your inventor pawn in the space behind the player that is currently last, discard all your parts except your cockpit, and reset your damage gauge back to zero. Basically, you have to rebuild your entire uh, invention again. (laughs) Uh, at the end of the round, all players will flip their light bulb tokens to the on side. Any machine parts that feature a storage die slot can now store an unused die from your dice pool. Uh, return any unused, unstored dice to the dice pool, flip the play direction token to its opposite side, then start a new round. Once a player has crossed the finish line, the current round will be finished, and then a final round will be played. The player that makes it the furthest past the finish line is the winner. And that's that's all the rules.
2: Okay. Let's race
0: we just finished a game of steampunk rally to recap uh kate came out to an early lead but ended up in fourth place Not making it across the finish line. I was in third place, somewhere across the finish line. Kiwi was in second place, and BP won in, well, first place, I guess. That makes sense. Yeah.
3: Allow myself to introduce myself.
0: (laughs) Uh, Winning strategy BP.
2: Blue power. Steam. Steam power all the way.
3: Yeah, you only had blue powers, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Only blue and only wheels yeah yeah, that's true and a lot of gold wheels a lot yep. of gold oh, wheels yeah, the, the winning strategy gold is wheels, gold wheels
2: the winning strategy is gold wheels yep. uh, the card that allows you to at least remove one card so you could remove high ones um, banking up on cogs yep. and that cheat card
0: I mean uh, cogs weren't that helpful I had a, uh, one that just gave me cogs for. Uh, so I had six uh, cogs every round Oh, wow. Yeah, I could clear everything off my board every round, but...
3: Hmm. uh, Yeah, I think I used a couple times to increase pips and re-roll, but for the most part, all my cogs went to getting rid of...
2: I never re-rolled.
3: ...to vent. I re-rolled once or twice and didn't get what I wanted, so I paid to increase a couple times, but for the most part, all my cogs went to venting. Yeah, everything
0: was just venting. Um, Mm -hmm. I had more of, like, a mix thing. I thought it was going to be more engine builder, so I, like, I had Mm. some blue cards that generated yellow dice and then yellow dice that could move me forward or give me shield. And then I was trying to get shield to go through the mountains, but since they cap your shield, that was not useful.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, gold wheels.
0: I did not have gold wheels for most of the game.
3: Yeah, I had a little bit of an engine in the beginning, but then those cards kind of filled up and I wasn't able to, because they needed like really high Mm -hmm. pips or values. And I just couldn't get those... dice off and then bp was kind enough to Take remove a bunch of them so
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you still couldn't
3: use it yeah because then i didn't have any blues so then it was the next yeah so yep kate strategy
1: i had no strategy clearly <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah well
0: you went fast to start with mm-hmm. and then you were cautious
1: mm-hmm. yeah so after well, once that, you just, explode once yeah. you explode i think i was screwed like i lost that that card yeah, I don't know. I, after I exploded, I, I learned to go for the gold wheels.
0: Yeah, I think we all figured that out. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, some of us later than others. I
1: yeah, yeah, I didn't realize how much damage there was ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, uh, theme. Did you feel like inventors building contraptions to race through the Swiss Alps?
3: I don't know about the inventors itself, but I did feel like...
2: Yeah, I was putting together Definitely some rally, kind of funky machine. Together, yeah,
3: I was putting together a funky machine and trying to get uh, a race. So I felt like that that part. I'm not sure. It's like the part, like you had like a thematic start with your uh, mm. with your inventor, which kind of gave you like a hey, this is you know based the on history. what your inventor could do, like that's the way you might want to go. But then it all is based on the cards you got, so you could go a totally different direction.
1: Yeah, I mean, I did feel like I was building a crazy invention. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I,
3: yeah, I,
0: I agree. Yeah. you like building a. It feels like you're piecing things together, and then it kind of falls apart and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it worked. Uh, table presence BP. It's
2: pretty cool. Um, I mean, the board itself is. And then, like, some of the symbols are a little tricky, but um, I mean, once you put your, like, craft together, I guess, your your invention, I mean, that could look pretty cool.
3: I do appreciate on the cards that each of the connections, so the the top part of the top card connection and the bottom card connection, they, like, have pipes and stuff that line up. Mm-hmm. So no matter what the card is, they always line up and match where they meet which like there's got to be a lot of art direction mm-hmm. and like okay you know if you're going to the top like it has to have these connections mm-hmm. so that everything always li- lines up uh which i really appreciate because it does make for some like interesting uh vehicle looking things so um
0: i think yeah the inventions cards were like really cool and neat and connected together in a cool way I think the problem is the board was pretty boring, and that is the centerpiece of the game.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Like, I kind of wish it were the other way. One, they could have made the board more inventory looking or something with all sorts of crazy traps and things instead of like mountain is danger terrain.
3: Mm
0: I I don't know. The board could have been a little bit more thematic, I think.
3: Yeah, which I think, so we played on, so the beginning board is the one that we played on in the Alps. The aerodromes, so if you flip all these tiles over, you get the aerodrome. Um, and they it looks a lot more the thematic. Drum. Yeah, the hover drum. Uh, it looks a lot more thematic. It's got like, it's wooden, bo- it, it really looks like it's like a wooden track that they built like high up in the air that you have to race on. It's got like jumps and stuff and mm-hmm. there's little little balloons to like keep ah. it upright.
0: So, So what I would have expected. Track and map. Yeah. And what they should have done with the first one, because why not? You would make a better impression with your game. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. So, I I think that if I was going to play it again, I would definitely play it on the aerodrome one. But I think because there's extra, because there's like jumps Mm -hmm. in the aerodrome that if you don't make it completely across the jump, then you explode and you go back to the beginning of the jump.
0: Yeah, that, that was more what I was expecting, with like a little bit more wackiness to it than like you're racing down a a path. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um mechanics, Kiwi. Um, so
3: I liked I mean it's I don't know how mechanically to describe it. Um yeah, I mean, I, I, we've talked about it before, like the worker placement, the the dice as worker placement, I really appreciate because it, it definitely adds to that worker placement puzzle. Um, and the fact that you get to build out your worker placement board, um, I think one of the other games, Dice Hospital, lets you do that as well. Um, and we, I mean, BP and I really like that one. Um, and it's got the dice as workers as well. Well, they're not the workers, but- They're the patients. Yeah, you're you're dealing with them, but- uh so think, that's probably like my favorite part of it.
0: I think the clever part in this one is how you can do more with more like higher value dice, but it costs more to clear them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the fun part of like, okay, a couple of times I was like, well, I'm not gonna be able to clear these, but I want these spots, so maybe I should go lower this
3: round for the future rounds. So yeah, I like that, that part of it. That auger piece, like it I had like all fives and sixes, and I was like, oh, I'm never gonna be able to use this piece again. <laughs>
2: Remember yeah. when I had 15 on there? Yeah.
0: Yep. I also like the the way you build your machine. Um especially like that you kind of do that a bunch in the first half and I guess unless you blow up you kind of stop doing that, which was a little disappointing cuz I thought that was the best my most but enjoyable part. You
1: could discard and replace them. You mm-hmm. could. Yeah. But
0: I feel like once you kind of have a system in, like unless you kind of got an improvement or mm-hmm. an upgrade, like there's no reason to do it. You like I mean, well, that, like that
3: would because yeah. there's multiple versions of cards. Like I could have like the auger came up a couple times. I mm-hmm. could have just discarded the card that I had that had all the dice on it mm-hmm. and gotten rid of them that way. Yeah. And just gotten another auger, I guess. But
0: yeah, so there's reasons, but I feel like early you're just sort of like building it and it's fun. And then you kind of stop doing that as much later in the game. Uh Kate mechanics. Add
1: to the mechanics. BP mechanics. Um, <laughs> it's kind of I don't know, it goes across some of the our categories here, but I think this is a, a game that I would like to play in person. I think I would have had an easier time with the mechanics and building my, um, building my invention if I had physical cards to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I probably struggled to apply any strategy because I was struggling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, rules. Kate. How was it? Learning the game? (laughs) (laughs) Ignoring tabletopia.
1: Um, I, I don't think it was too bad, even though I, I failed miserably. (laughs) Um, what did I? Yeah, I guess I struggled with the, the cogs. Like I, we mentioned during the gameplay that I wanted a, um, a a player card, like explaining the the cog rolls because I kept asking about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but otherwise things were pretty straightforward. The symbols were clear. So you knew, yeah. Dice on dice off. <laughs>
0: yep. Uh, BP.
2: I think though it, it they, not all of the symbols were that intuitive. Cause I remember having to ask a little bit, um, I mean, thinking back on them now, they do make sense. But like initially looking at them, it was like, what does this mean again? What does this mean again? You know, there's just uh, I think a player card would have been good for all of that. Right. So that you just had like something on there with the symbols and with the phases, especially in learning it at first, uh, trying to remember your phases as well. Yep. Is there a card
1: in the physical game?
0: That I don't know. If there isn't, there should be. If there is, it'd be nice to have. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh Kiwi, rulebook?
3: Uh yeah. The rule book, I think we only went into it a couple of times. I think the one I like had to find out was, you know, if Kate exploded again, what does she do if she's in last? Um, but it was easy to find. It's in the section about exploding. Um, and then I think for the most part, I just had the there was a page at the end of the rule book that just had the icons. And then I looked at that for like the first couple of rounds, and then after that, um I kind of knew them but I agree with with both Kate and BP saying, you know, a little player aid that had, you know, here's what you can spend cogs on and here's what the icons mean, uh would have been helpful I think and you wouldn't have had to go in the rule book as often.
0: Uh player interaction? Um not really. Uh it's sort of evidenced by a lot of times we didn't know who was in the lead or how close they were to finishing. Mm-hmm. Um Kiwi didn't know I had a storage card for half the game. Um
1: pretty disappointing considering it's a race <laughs> yeah
0: uh, there are some take that cards that i don't were never taken i know i yeah. saw uh, there were a couple times where i had like first pick and i was like i could take this and screw over kiwi who was in the lead or i could take this thing that actually improves my game and i mm-hmm. i always went with the improves my game and i think everyone else did because yeah nobody ever used the the take that cards and yeah so,
1: I, I need to much better handle the game before i'm gonna like use that like, greek fire or whatever yeah <laughs> like,
0: and uh, yeah I, I guess you could use them but they, even then it wouldn't be much interaction other than i'm going to use this yeah and impede somebody mm-hmm. it wouldn't be like i'm now suddenly engaged with that, what everyone else is doing right and, But yeah like you said like for a race game kind of disappointing
3: mm-hmm yeah, I really wish there had been some, like, maybe some of the machine parts that would be, you know, you could choose to, like, put down an oil slick or, like, mm. you know, really, really throw in, like, the Get wacky Super races. Yeah. You know, you could, yeah, Mario you Yeah, you could Carton, throw a blue shell is. at whoever's in first, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That would have been a little bit more fun. And I, I think really would have fit in with the inventor mm-hmm. crazy contraption theme, too. I'm sure they would sabotage. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, some, it some
2: Ludite cards in there.
0: Like
3: I want I want a right <laughs> flyer with like a trebuchet on the back.
2: You <laughs> know, that's what I
0: want. Yeah, I thought it'd be a little bit more of that. And it seemed like the ones that were there were like, I don't know if this is even gonna do anything. I don't I didn't know what you were doing enough to know how to like impact you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh there's a lot of dead silence. I'm gonna all right. Uh would you play it again? BP.
2: I don't know like I really I mean rally I really want to rally but I just they were pretty I won but I just feel like there's other ones out there that might be as good kind of on the fence on this one um I'm gonna go with no just because I just feel like there's other good race games. I feel like there's other fun steampunky games. Um, so, yeah.
3: Uh, I'm going to say yes. I I did like a, a good portion of it. There are elements that I would like, you know, we just talked about having some more take that. Um, I agree with BP, though. I think there are other race games that I would rather play. But I'm not I wouldn't. Like if someone was like, ah, let's play steampunk rally. I'd be like, OK, yeah, let's do it. Um, but I'm not going to seek it out or add it to a collection. Or uh, I would definitely pick some other race games over it, So, but I'm still going to say yes. Uh, okay.
1: Um, I thought we were going in race order. <laughs> <laughs> uh- <laughs> <laughs> she
2: was hoping to go last. Uh, <laughs> no, it doesn't
1: matter. I always say yes, and I'm going to say yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would play it again. I think I'm probably the opposite of VP here, that I haven't played it. This was kind of new for me, mm-hmm. like building the invention, I think I've only done like Galaxy Tracker, and this was pretty different from that. So yeah, I would like to play this again um, in person.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, I I think this game needs a huge balance pass. I feel like gold wheels, the whole taking damage, destroying your machine, having to rebuild it is entirely negated by the gold wheels. Mm. Uh, And any alternative paths of like shields aren't, nearly as good as gold or as the wheels Um, and then any other engine building pieces seem to not be as good as just getting wheel cards and and running Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah i I think this game needed a, a big balance pass to sort of make some other shredded interesting approaches more viable at least at a first play that was steampunk rally
2: so if you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, just send them our way. You can do that via email. First Turn Tabletop at the Gmail or we're on Twitter and Instagram at First And the podcasting camel says as he's just like flying along. Uh, he's he's sitting on the wings component that I had there. Um, and he's like. So you have to imagine, like, there's wind in his face. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you and play more games. Uh, so the finish line. So Eric is almost to the finish line. But... I'm almost to the finish line. Oh, is that you? Yeah. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, I, I had a gold and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for it and just hope for the best. I also have the creepy little legs. I'm adding them to my, now my plane has landing gear. Peepee's got like part of a train and like an old timey bicycle, a giant drill. That's the
2: best machine ever. That's all you need wings. to know.
1: Bye. <laughs>